Play fake for Russ. Plenty of time. Bounces around. Now can run. Russell to the five. Pumps once. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver! Russell Wilson from five yards out. His second rushing touchdown of the game. And with 6.14 left, that cuts the Kansas City lead to 27-23. Denver hanging around. Hanging around, but... Not enough to seal the deal as the Broncos lose to the Chiefs. Now 15 straight to the Kansas City Chiefs. Longest losing streak to a team in Broncos history. Look at it. Even in such a poor season, still setting franchise record. Yeah, but not the good guy, Buckeye. Oh. Oh, I mean, not I wasn't going to bring that Not the good guy. Not yet. At least. Happy New Certainly. Year, by the way, buddy. Happy New Year. Could have been Happy Air Saturday night, well, but you know, yeah. whatever. I gave myself the ten-minute cool down. Boy, Buckeyes fans wanted to—they wanted to drag Ryan Day down the street. <laughs> yeah, they wanted I, to anoint Noah Ruggles a saint, so his na- last name would look like Struggles. Yeah. May or may not have been me at certain yeah. points Saturday. Look, I Broncos played, let's start there first, since that's what we began mm-hmm. with. That clip, of course, courtesy of A fifty KOA Broncos Radio Network, Dave Logan on the call of Russell Wilson's touchdown. I'll I'll give Denver credit for going out and and being competitive and playing well yesterday. Yeah, they I, were scrappy. I, I they mean, battled. They, special teams, Alex Singleton comes up with the fumble recovery. At least to Russ's touchdown. They had a 10-6 lead. You know, Russ had a horrible pick. And there were a couple times like, okay, stop trying to make a play. Where he's just where he's just get ready to get sacked and he just throws it mm-hmm. up. And it's like, okay, just like, don't do th- don't do that. Like we've been talking about, it's like, damn, just take what's available. Yeah. And sometimes eating it is all that's available. That's all you can do. It wasn't like those moments cost Denver, but it was just like, come on, Russ. No, they played a team that's significantly better than they are. And that's that's really it, right? I mean, it's like, oh well, Russ cost him. Well, not really. No, I mean Russ played pretty well. He had a couple of well, boneheaded t- plays. But. Yeah, I mean the, the pick was a bad pick, but that was really pretty much it. The one, the ones I'm talking about is get ready to get sacked and just trying to throw it up and make a play, right. which didn't hurt him, but it was like, but it could have, but it could have. <laughs> so know, don't so, do that. Yeah, don't get in that habit. Don't, don't do that. I get it. You, you want to make a play. You want to win this game. I, I understand that, but sometimes, like they say, discretion's a better part of valor. That sometimes you just got to, mm-hmm. like you said, just. Got to take a sack, or or, or you got to you know, try to th- at least throw it, you know, out of bounds. Yeah. But I thought Russ played well yesterday. I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad day for him. Broncos I, fans should feel kind of like I, as an Ohio State fan, feel after Saturday night. It's like you lost. Damn, you lost. That sucks. And that hurts because you want to win, but you weren't supposed to be in that position. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, 
Yay, lost to the Chiefs. It's 15 in a row. But you went into Arrowhead, and you were in front covered. for a lot. You covered. You were you lost by one score, which is there are no moral victories, right? We talk about that a it's lot. what, now ninth or 10th of the season? Something like that, yeah. But it yeah. could have been a lot worse. It can always be worse when you're playing Kansas City. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know what? That sucks. And maybe today you don't feel like, okay, that's not awful because you want to beat your rival. But it could have definitely been a lot worse. I guess my, my thought is this, that, and, and Russ talked about this, and okay, like he always does, you know, it's, you know, we should have won that game. Well, yeah, maybe you should have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we, if we had Tim Patrick, we had Javante Williams, we had Garrett Bowles, the gap would be closer. Let's be honest about that. Yeah. It would be closer. doesn't mean that the Broncos go into Kansas City yesterday and necessarily win but I, you know, this is a team that's that's beat up, with, you know, with an offensive line that's that's patchwork at best at times, mm-hmm. and I mean they weren't exactly the the 2011 Patriots when everybody was healthy. You know what I mean? No, but they are a they're a much better football team if they have a healthy Tim Patrick, if they have a healthy Javante Williams. They if, don't if, have if, the depth to compete while this hurt. No, and that's why yesterday was encouraging on some levels because after the way they just got trucked in L.A. Mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, then it could have been very easy, interim coach, for them to come in and go, two games left, who cares? Yeah. You know, there's going to be changes here anyway, so what's the point? And, and I, I like the way they went out and then the change that Rosberg made in terms of special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time special teams made a play like that? Been a while. When Dwayne Stukes was there, I think they won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, probably. Certainly wasn't this season. And I, I thought Justin Outen did an okay job play calling. I mean, it's he's going to be gone. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, he'll, he's on audition for some other place down the road. Uh, hey, but, he's been offensive coordinator all year, so at least they let yeah, him do it. At least once. they let him call some plays yesterday. You know. And I, I thought that the Denver did did a good job of battling yesterday. For for the lack of a better term, they they didn't go out. They didn't they didn't, they didn't did quit. Up, they didn't quit because they did on Christmas Day. And and for what Russ did yesterday, scoring a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, where was that earlier in the season? <laughs> I mean, that's Middle, part of it. Late. Where's that at all? That's part of his game. Where where's that been? And yesterday it was there. And and that's that's a maddening, frustrating thing. Yeah. Is that here late in the season, there have been moments where he's looked much better, mm-hmm. his offense has looked more efficient, and you know, the, the Cortland Sutton will talk about that good call, bad call. The pass interference penalty, it hurt. It hurt bad. That was a that was a big, big play. And we'll, we'll talk more about that, like I said, with good call, bad call at 840 this morning. But, but the farther away Nathaniel Hackett gets from this offense, the better it looks. The better it looks. The better this team looks. And while, while Russ has played a role in things being 4-12, and 12, injuries have played a role in this thing yeah. being 4-12. and 12. But Russ is like Tom Cruise yeah. in Mission Impossible. He's the lead and there's a bunch of other people in this movie as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, it, like, 
as much as you want to lay. Is Hackett Simon Pegg? I don't. I don't know. He's yeah. He's probably Delroy Lindo. He's somebody that got killed midway through the first. Mission well, Simon Pegg doesn't get killed, so so it's not him. Uh, no. As much as you want to blame it on Russ as a outside observer, you really can't. Like I said, that's just a team that's better than you are. You know what I they mean? They are. They're they've got Mahomes, and Mahomes is playing great. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, their defense is good enough. In the post game, Russ was more uh, Wall E than I Robot. You know, he <laughs> actually was close to being a real boy there at the end. Yeah, I, I get a which is my sense. sound check by the way. Okay, I get I get a sense of yeah that that Russ was a little more mm-hmm. real. Yeah. He doesn't have cliches for emotion. He just has cliches for playing football. We're going to go out there. We're going to battle. We're going to grind. Work hard. Every day's a Super Bowl. Rise and grind. All right. So the good (laughs) hashtag, let's ride 2023. Yeah. Let's ride again in 2023. So your your thoughts about the Broncos loss yesterday, Uh, according to reports that Denver's reached out to khaki pants. They've contacted Jimmy Harbaugh. Go get him. His defense looked great <laughs> on Saturday, didn't it? Talk about what? Number two scoring defense in the country against the number three scoring offense. Yeah, they look like number, number two. three scoring offense. Congratulations. Yeah. Man, that was a hell of a game, though. They were they were both. I and I know the outcome was not what you're hoping for in your game, mm-hmm. but they were two great football games. Yeah. And what I like what I liked about it was maybe for the first time we had two semifinal games that were exciting, fun, and close. Yeah. They came down to the very end of the game where you can't say Ohio State didn't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. You can't say Michigan didn't deserve to be there. You can't say that about either one of those teams. Two exciting football games. You know, obviously from Michigan standpoint, Defense? What defense? If TCU's like, hey, this is like playing. It's like a Big Twelve game. This is great. Defense, bleep your defense. Hey, let's let's be honest. TCU is the more physical football team. They were not that. Yeah. Not, not that Michigan went out there and and played. You know, like a like a bunch of they you didn't know, like a bunch of JV kids, right. a bunch of freshmen. But TCU was up for the physicality of Michigan on Which Saturday. I think caught the Wolverines off guard. I think it did too. And I think. Kind of the same thing in the other game. I think Georgia was taken a little aback by, oh, wow, they are actually playing tough at Ohio State. Right? Yeah. They're, like, actually physical. Hey, C.J. Stroud's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> and not to make too many excuses for Ohio, if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt, that that's yeah. a different game. They they win that game. And it's they were up 14 points in the third quarter and just, you know their defense, which is not great and hasn't been great for five yeah. years now. A little better, thank you, Jim Knowles, but still forty-two points is a lot. That's, that's a lot, <laughs> but no, C.J. Stroud's really good. He's really good. Yeah, and so's Max Duggan. How's, too, Max, by the way. how's Max Duggan? By the way, I mean, let's let's give the Heisman Trophy runner-up his just due with, with four touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the TCU speed. Caught Michigan off guard. I, I don't think they thought the TCU was as fast as they were. Some of their perimeter guys. Um, that one play, the, the one, the one touchdown where and Duggan's ability just to to keep dropping back, dropping back, dropping and just back, kind of flick it right, just, like he's the, throwing a dart, just the t- cross. 
Yeah. Where the guy broke one tackle and then he was gone. And the tight end makes a great block on yeah. the play to kind of, you know, it's almost like a screen, screens him off. And I saw that and I was like, oh, Michigan's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, they kept battling, right? They kept going yeah. score for score. I had to run literally across the street to the store and I came back and like four touchdowns were scored. <laughs> I was gone yeah. 10 minutes. I'm like, what is going on yeah. here? I mean, it was. They were two exciting, thrilling football games. Yeah. And. That was the, the better day of football, honestly, than Sunday. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there were. NFL had some decent games, but. Yeah, Tampa Carolina was a. Tampa Carolina was a good one. It was a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some. Tonight, hopefully, will be a tremendous game between Cincinnati and Buffalo, 5 30 so. here on the team. But yeah, I, there, there's little doubt. Yeah, the, the the two games from Saturday, or you know, the two semifinal games are absolutely thrilling football. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't didn't have a dog in any of those those fights, that um, you you had you had to have been entertained. If you weren't, I'm not sure, not sure what you need to yeah to, to have a fulfilling football watching experience because yeah okay maybe what more defense, do you want maybe i guess unless you if you love defense and those two games probably disappointed you but yeah, man they maybe. were but man they were fun to watch and uh georgia tcu mm-hmm. this is gonna be good because because tcu i think has demonstrated uh, under sunny dykes they, they don't they don't care they don't no. care who they play they are not scared they are they are not going to be intimidated physically Max Duggan is not going to be intimidated, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's SoFi coming up next Monday. If Georgia's defense is as leaky next Monday as it was this yeah. last Saturday, they're going to lose. They could lose that football game. And how big would that be for the Big 12? <laughs> to, It'd be to, huge and hilarious at the to, same to, time. To be the national, have a national championship team. Yeah. And it's not Texas or Oklahoma. Right, a team that's going to be in the conference in five years, maybe. Yeah. But more most likely. Yeah. Although they take home the big trophy, you know the Pac twelve is gonna be like, Hey, how we've committed all, are you guys to the Big Twelve? We've we've always wanted to expand our brand yeah. into the great state of Texas. Dallas Fort Worth Metro yeah, area. That would, that's a good T V market. Lose in LA, we could pick up yeah. Dallas. I think Normark's too good of a commissioner for that to happen. And what about the Big Ten? Kevin Warren talked that he might be going to the Bears. How much of an impact could that have on the Big Ten? The, the job that he's done. I mean, he now, knows he can't it, bring UCLA and USC to the Bears, right? He's no. only got to draft players. Yeah, he can only okay. draft players. Yeah, I think he. I think he is well aware Didn't, of that. Isn't he just on the job like eleven days? It's been a couple of years now. Okay, it feels like you just you know. Well, well he's he's, he's uh, already left, looking. He, he's left his indelible mark on what he's been able to do with. In terms of the TV deal, and Sorry, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna get both the LA schools to come to the conference. Exactly. And I'm out of here. I'm gonna go save the are Bears. You, are you are you leaving it better than when you got there? Yeah, probably. And y- yes, you he, did get two yes, teams into the final four. Yeah, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. He's added USC and UCLA, and he got them a monster TV deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, think I'm, done think and my, done. Think my work is done here. I think I'm ready to move on. Look at your scrappy Hawkeyes on Saturday too. Yeah, that. Uh, what first Big Ten bowl shutout since '95? Mm-hmm. I like they didn't even bother to score in three of the four quarters. They're just like, hey, you know what? Well, that's why 
surprised everyone but that's, with a balanced effort all game. That's Iowa, though. Let's that's just score three touchdowns in 11 minutes. That's just what they do. Call it call it the day. And that's where I hope Cade McNamara, oh, please, <laughs> please. Not that the freshman kid hey, played bad at quarterback. Boy, they don't think much of, of the Padilla here. kid that was at Cherry Creek. They, they benched his butt. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but the sad story from that, though. Only one offensive touchdown. Yeah. That's not the sad story. But about uh, but Jack Campbell. Yeah. Big, you know, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, the, the great linebacker for the Hawkeyes, whose grandfather died driving to, to go to Nashville, died to the go night to the before, bowl. go to the bowl game, died in a car accident the night before, and Jack Campbell's parents did not tell him until after the game because they did not want it to be a distraction to him and so going oh, man, out and you and, and he was player of the game had a, a tremendous game 10 tackles you have a great game well. and you're you're looking yeah. for papa and oh and your parents have to explain you. On, son yeah he uh died in a car accident so that was a a sad side note to to that win for iowa on saturday that's a bummer yeah all right so a lot of bowl action today though the rely quest bowl Mississippi State. Throw out the records. Against Illinois. So the the Mike Leach tribute game today. Yeah. 10 o'clock this morning, by the way, on the team. And then tonight, Cincinnati-Buffalo pregame at 5.30 for that one. Run but, Brett Bielema out of Champaign yet? I don't think so. Does he run himself out of there yet? He's think. getting close. I mean, end of the first year or second year, I think. They were much better this year. They were screwed. They almost got Michigan. They almost did. But uh, one quick thing before we get to what's happening. According to Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, the Broncos have contacted Jim Harbaugh. So <laughs> the tweet is, Broncos country, let's Harbaugh. Okay. Eh, that's, How about let's oh, that's khaki? A stretch. Let's khaki. Yeah. Let's milk. And according milk guy, right? I believe, yeah, big uh, Judge Judy guy, him, both him and John. Well, he's going to have a Judy if he goes to the Broncos. Well, he will. He'll have he'll have his own version of Judge Judy. Florio tweeting because it's like, okay, here, sure, whatever, Mike Florio. Remember last year when we said he was interviewing with the Vikings and everyone said we were making it up? I sure do. So apparently Florio's got like got his sources mm-hmm. that are uh, pretty darn reliable in terms of of Jim Harbaugh being contacted by the Broncos. Yeah. It could very well be Jim Harbaugh himself too. It could be. There's no telling. Could very well be. All right, seven nineteen. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Three hours. Yes, we're back to our regular schedule today. Uh, here on the program, we'll have uh, Brown's cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call. Mighty Mavs coming up later on this morning. The number game as well. Chance to win a case of Coors Original from High Country Beverage. All right, it is time for... What's happening? All right, start out with yesterday. The losing streak to the Chiefs is now at 15 games after the Broncos fell at Kansas City 27-24 to on New Year's Day. With interim head coach Jerry Rosberg leading the way, Denver quarterback Russell Wilson threw a touchdown pass to tight end Albert Okuwegbunam. Yes, that guy. I've already forgotten his name. I'm going, wait a minute. That, that's Albert O out there. 
Wilson also rushed for two scores. Wilson says Rosberg's leadership was a big factor in how they played against the AFC West champs. I thought Jerry uh, did a great job of, you know, really leading us uh, as men um, and really pushing us as men to be our best and challenge us every day. And we didn't give up, I mean, all the way to the last play of the game, and we just battled. And Rosberg, after the game, says the effort was there, but the result was not. We played aggressive football. We ran the ball like I wanted us to. I, I thought that part of it, the changes I made, I thought were necessary, and it wasn't good enough, though. I'm, there's no participation ribbons in this operation, so yeah. we need to be better next week. 4-12 Denver hosts the L.A. Chargers coming up this weekend. Game time and date have not been announced uh, just yet. Tonight we'll have Monday Night Football as Cincinnati scores off against Buffalo. Pre-game at 5.30. Before that at 10 this morning, the Reliquest Bowl, Mississippi State against Illinois right after our show this morning. Nuggets big man Nikola Jokic posted his ninth triple-double of the season in Denver's 123-111 win over Boston Sunday in Denver. Jokic scored 30 points, grabbed 12 rebounds, and dished out 12 assists, and the Nuggets went against the team with the best record in the NBA. After the game last night, Michael Malone on the signature win against the Celtics. I thought our guys were ready to play tonight. I thought we got off to a great start. Um, I, I felt our defense, for the most part, against the number one offense in the NBA was really good. And most importantly within that, the three-point defense. You know, that team is second in makes and attempts per game and seventh in percentage. And tonight they were nine for 33, 27%. Um, Jason Tatum is an all-MVP player, and he's going to be an MVP uh, finalist. And I thought Aaron Gordon and the rest of our guys, aside from putting him on the foul line, I thought we did a really good job of guarding Jason Tatum. He was 7 of 16 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Um, so it's always going to be defense for us. I think the defense is pretty good tonight. 31 assists once again. Um, shot the ball, lights out, made 17 threes. Uh, and got contributions from a lot of players. So uh, there was, I think the defense was probably the biggest difference in the outcome. Aaron Gordon had 18 for the Nuggets last night. And uh, Bones Highland getting into the skin of uh, Jalen Brown last night. Those two guys were uh, getting into it last night. But uh, Bones Highland uh, played a, a great game off the bench for the Nuggets last night. He had 17 points. But the, the fourth quarter, it got delayed by more than half an hour. You're going, well, what happened? Did break a backboard? Get shatter or whatever? Boston's rim needed realignment. And mm-hmm. so it took them a half an hour to get the the rim realigned. I guess Nikola Jokic did win sprints. Christian Brown took photos with fans. I think it was uh, Robert Williams. It was one of the Williams, Grant or Robert, that did a dunk and a hang and bent the rim. So uh, here's Michael Malone on that delay. I guess what the referees came over and said, somebody was uh, hung on the rim and they had to check to see if it was legal level and all that. I wish they would have just changed the, the rim right away. You know, it took a uh, – there's a joke in there somewhere. I mean, how many guys does it take to fix the rim in an NBA game? But um, they were finally able to get it done, put some time on the clock for guys to get warmed up. I was really worried. You know, you're up 13 points with 6.43 to go, and is this going to kill our momentum? You know, how are we going to respond from a really long break? And um, it's unfortunate for us and Boston, obviously, but – we handled it, and we were able to get a hell of a win against a very good basketball team. All right, moving on to their uh, icy brother in the Avalanche. Avs star Nathan McKinnon returned to the ice Saturday, but Colorado got thumped by Toronto 6-2 to at Ball Arena. McKinnon played for the first time in 25 days after suffering an upper body injury. The defending Stanley Cup champions are currently on a three-game losing streak. Also, uh, college basketball from over the weekend. 
CSU lost to San Jose State, and the Buffs, an ugly loss to Cal on Saturday. College football's national championship game is set after wins by defending champion Georgia and TCU. The Horned Frogs beat Michigan 51-45 at the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix as TCU quarterback Max Duggan passed and rushed for four touchdowns. Ohio State missed a field goal at the end of the game to fall to the Bulldogs 42-41 Atlanta at the Peach Bowl. Bulldogs quarterback Stinson Bennett threw for three touchdowns in the win as Georgia meets TCU for the national championship next Monday in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. And the Cabernet men's basketball team swept their weekend games at CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Highlands. Blaze Street scored 16 points, had five rebounds in the 67-60 win over CSU on Friday night. Mavericks knocked off Highlands on New Year's Eve, 84-53. Three once again with 16 points. Trevor Baskin and Christian Speller both had 14 points in the win. Maverick men are now 10-3 overall and 4-2 and in the RMAC. Mavericks host Shadron State coming up on Friday. Uh, here on the Team CMU Sports Network. Maverick women, they split their weekend games. Mavericks uh, lost to CSU Pueblo on Friday with Olivia Reed scoring 24 points in the one-point loss to the Thunderwolves. And then the Mavericks won on New Year's Eve at New Mexico Highlands. Monica Brooks had 18 points. And sophomore forward Tia Slate had 15 points in the win. Maverick women uh, also take on Shadron State coming up Friday over at Brownson Arena. And that's a quick look at... What's happening? All right, Jim, along with the Buckeye boy. So thoughts on the game yesterday. Also on the report that the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh. Because the Broncos, according to all reports, Greg Penner, Rob Walton, who was at the game yesterday, they were down on the field before the game, that um, they're going to be very, very active in this search for a new head coach. And that, that Sean Payton is certainly on the table for this team, according to all reports, in terms of their interest in pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Can they get him interested in coming to Denver? Can they make a deal with New Orleans to get him there? Th- that certainly remains very much up in the air. But maybe the first dominoes start to fall here with reaching out to Jim Harbaugh, who is you know now taking Michigan to back-to-back college football playoffs and interviewed with the Vikings as recently as last year. Mm-hmm who has expressed a desire to return to the NFL and wants to win a Super Bowl. So that certainly it begins with Harbaugh, at least according to Mike Florio. If you've got some thoughts on that today, text or call us. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Also, if you got some uh, thoughts from college football playoffs, semifinals, two absolutely exciting, thrilling football games to set the stage for national championship between defending champion Georgia and TCU. Text or call us today, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Second down and goal, a football linked outside the Denver three-yard line. 12.45, the clock runs, 20-17, to 17, Kansas City. McKinnon out of the backfield in motion to a slot left. Mahomes throws left, ball caught by McKinnon into the end zone, touchdown Kansas City. They caught the Broncos in a man-to-man coverage, and McKinnon, the slot, got a pick from the outside receiver on Alex Singleton, just enough for Mahomes to throw one in there. Kansas City, a touchdown reception of three yards. And it's now 26-17, Kansas City. 
All right, that's uh, from 850-KOA. Dave Logan on the call as Jarek McKinnon catches one of his two touchdowns. He had five catches, 52 yards. Uh, in watching the Chiefs a little bit this season, mm-hmm. McKinnon's been a really nice addition yeah, to, what, to what they do in the backfield. You know, Kind of the, the classic third down back, a, a guy that certainly is a, a weapon, put him out you know, in the slot, catching passes out of the backfield, can also be a factor running the football as well. Not a huge one yesterday, which is two carries for four yards, but the damage that he's been able to do has been as a pass catcher in this offense for Kansas City. And so Broncos fall 27-24 as uh, Denver now sits at 4-12 and on the season. The Chiefs improved to 13-3. and So if you got some thoughts on yesterday's game, also on the report from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk this morning, that the Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh, Michigan football coach, former San Francisco 49er head coach. A guy that knows Russell Wilson pretty darn well since he faced him twice mm-hmm. a season when when Jim was the coach of the 49ers. So if you got some thoughts on that today, also the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, text or call us 970-242-1340. And uh, after the game yesterday, Dave Logan had the chance to talk with Interim coach, Jerry Rosberg. And I both know in this league there are no moral victories, but uh, you've got to be proud of the fight your team showed today coming in here. And uh, you had your chances in that fourth quarter and just uh, for a lot of reasons just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, Dave, I'm uh, bitterly disappointed for these players. They did something that was noble in my view. They gave me enough trust and confidence to put in a plan to uh, play this team, and I'm really disappointed that I couldn't do more for them. They deserve the victory. The fans in Denver deserve that. They deserve better. And we made, we played aggressive football. We ran the ball like I wanted us to. I, I thought that part of it, the changes I made, I thought were necessary, and it wasn't good enough, though. I'm, there's no participation ribbons in this operation, so. Yeah. We need to be better next week. When you uh, when when you look at the offense, and again, you would know much better than I. But just uh, as I call these games, that, that you that there were some adjustments made in the offense today with uh, with the option play for Russell. I thought your screen game you got more involved in that. Just talk a little bit about maybe some of the tweaks this week in the offensive side. I want to credit our offensive staff, Justin Outen, Clint Kubiak. All the coaches, I can't, I don't have time to name them all, but all the coaches, they they really put together a plan that I had a vision for, but they executed. And uh, I would say this too, it, it wasn't good enough. We made some mistakes that really hurt us. And then I'm going to look at those closely, and so are they, the players as well. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that was something that I'd hoped would happen, and we weren't good enough at it. Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. All right, there's Dave Logan with Jerry Rosberg. I, I, they, they played with some fight yesterday. Not that they haven't in, in other times this season, but you know, certainly the last time they played Kansas City, they were down 27 nothing and came back to make it a, you know, a one-score football game. I don't they, they, seemed, they seemed more engaged yesterday. Rosberg far more animated on the sidelines. Than, than you normally see, you've seen from Nathaniel Hackett. I think the changes that he made, Ben Steele taking over the offensive line, which was the offensive line great yesterday? No. 
but played well enough for Denver to have a chance to win that football game. Right, and I mean, there's only so much coaching can do with some of these guys. You know exactly. I mean? In a in a week, you know what's what can you know with what Ben was given to work with, and a week to do it. I mean, you you can't expect this line all of a sudden to go from from being one of the poor offensive lines in the league to being you know a, a top five offensive line in one week. I mean, for Ben, it was a no lose situation. Really, either he's going to come in and make them better. Or he's going to come in with a bad offensive line, and they're going to be bad. I mean, really, there's nothing you can hang on his neck, right? They can't get much worse than what they've been the last few weeks, you know, other than fighting with the starting quarterback. That's the only thing that can get worse. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so yesterday, I mean, the, the offensive line, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't perfect by a stretch of the imagination, but the offensive line did it. Did a decent job yesterday. Denver had 307 yards of total offense, which it's not horrible, not eye popping, but but good enough yesterday to have at least a shot at winning that football game. And then what Mike Mallory did with the special teams, where the, the son of Bill Mallory, former University of Colorado head football coach, he replaced Dwayne Stukes, and they actually did something yesterday. Singleton with the you know with the fumble recovery, the forced fumble, and then he had uh, Wazarike blocking the field goal. I mean, a couple of good special teams plays by the Broncos yesterday, and you know Jerry Rosberg, that's his stock and trade, and I would like to think that Jerry Rosberg probably played mm-hmm. a little bit of a role in in that. And then we're going to hear from Albert Okwegbunam later on, guy that's been MIA through the majority of this season. How many different DNPs did he have this year? That, you know, I don't count special team snaps for a supposed starting tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah, Okawegbunam. He's played, played in, in six seven ga- games this year. I have one where it says six, but... This game against KC was a seventh. okay. This go yeah okay. This yeah true. He going had in. the one offensive snap against Vegas in Vegas, and, and that then, was it. And that was it. So eh, yeah, yeah, seven seven games. Thank you. And then he gets it, technically a game played for that. Right. He had and he was a healthy scratch in nine other games. Yeah. Going into yesterday, he had caught just seven passes. Mm-hmm. And you know it shows that he plays seven games. Right. One snap against Vegas two against KC the first time around and that's it like they've not even used him on special teams so in reality he's played he's broken a sweat in five of 16 games this year not counting warm-ups so I mean to see him be actually utilized to where he played over half of the offensive snaps yesterday was like okay this is different Whatever he did to get himself in the doghouse of Nathaniel Hackett was not enough to keep him in the doghouse of Jerry Rosberg. Right. And it just makes you wonder, okay, not that if Okuegbunan plays every game that all of a sudden he's he's Travis Kelsey by a stretch of the imagination, but he certainly had an impact yesterday. Yeah. With with the three catches, 45 yards, and, and the touchdown. That what So was it he wasn't committed to blocking. He wasn't committed to to that part of the game. 
and that's why they kept him on the bench. That's what we kept hearing was mm-hmm. that that he was a liability as a blocker, and that's why Sobert and Tomlinson and, and you know those guys were in there. And Dolchich was a more willing blocker as even as a rookie was more willing to you know to to get involved in the run game. Mm-hmm. And, and, this is and, an unnecessary shot, and I understand, so I'm prefacing my sentence with that. Sure. Reisner and Glasgow and Wattenberg and Miners and Cushenberry and Fleming and Anderson, those guys are liabilities ta- blocking as well. Yes, but they, they still are. get to play? <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, what's so special about Albert Oakway? Those guys can't even catch passes. At least Albert O can well, occasionally. He's a big physical guy that, you know, that has tremendous receiving skills. When Graham Glasgow can't block, that's all he is. He's just a turnstile. You can't actually use him somewhere else. <laughs> I just don't. That's the thing I never understood about. Well, this guy, he won't block, so we're not going to play him at all. Not even in, in passing obvious situations where he might come in handy across the middle. Or you, you might nope, want that. You not might, even at all. You might want that guy. Like two tight Out end there? situations, Dolchich on one side, Albert O on the other, when you're missing three wide receivers that would have started for you? Nope, not at all. Okay, you're fired. And, and once again, this this speaks to what the hell was Nathaniel Hackett doing part of the time? I mean, what what was the deal there? I don't even know if he knows. I mean, did he did Okuwegbunam say something to somebody that, that or something to Hackett that ticked him off that, that put him in the doghouse? I don't know. All I know is that yesterday he had a, he had an impact in the football game, and if you if you didn't think that he was going to factor into your future, then why didn't they trade him at the trade deadline? Remember his name came up as a possible player to trade, right? But they still must have thought enough of him to keep him at that point in time, correct? You would think, yeah. Then why not play him? I just don't get it. And once again, I want to get back to the line. I'm not trying to overhype the offensive line. They still were not very good yesterday. But in the grand scheme of how this season's gone, good enough to at least give them a chance to win yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hey, but let's you be know honest, what? that still has to be, if you're George Payton or whoever becomes the head coach of this team, mm-hmm. that's got to be the number one priority in 2023. Not that's a wet paper the bag is a improvement. Yeah. Not a wet paper bag for a lot of teams is, wow, that was not good. They were better. They're, they have been much worse this year. Very true. All right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Send that to us today. Also, your thoughts about uh, the report from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, that uh, the Broncos have contacted Jim Harbaugh. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Jim and the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Hope you had a wonderful New Year's weekend and uh, great to be back with you on this second day of January. And it's time right now for the first one of 2023. Mm -hmm. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, Russell Wilson now has been sacked 53 times as the Denver Bronco. That's a new career high for him. And uh, while he was helped up a couple times, literally, against Kansas City, he really wasn't against Los Angeles. And that brought about a week's worth of, has Russell Wilson alienated teammates? 
and a couple jumped to his defense, and the robot Russell Wilson turned into a real boy Sunday after the game when asked about it. It meant the world to me because I, I give my all every day. I don't know anything less. So I'm grateful for these guys because, um, you know, they worked their butts off. And for them to have my back, Jerry, he means the world to me how much he's worked at his, at his craft every day. Um, you know, Kendall, KJ, Tim Patrick, Cortland, uh, other guys. Um, you know, all, all I want to do is help, help this team win and us find a way to do it. And I know we're going to overcome all those obstacles. And I'm not going to blink because I know who I am. I know, who, I know the dedication I have for this game and how much it means to me. It's meant the world to me since I was yay high when I was throwing my dad's football when he played for the, uh, for the Chargers and he had a you know, painted up football when I was in the, in the family room, breaking glass and all that and uh, throwing, throwing the ball to my brother. Uh, the game means just as much as it did back then. And it's because of those guys in the locker room. You know, Garrett Bowles isn't even playing, but what he meant to me, what he said. And so like I said, I believe and all I want to do is, is help this team and we're going to go somewhere and I'm excited about it. It's going to be worth it. It started with a little bit of emotion and then got back to normal Russ, but there's a little bit and of then, real person in and there. And at the end, I thought the very end, the last thing he said, a little more to emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's that that was one of the more... Yeah, real hu- person Real, you know, this is how I feel, mm-hmm. not just a, a, a litany of cliches and... Right. They were there. They were there in the middle. You know how much this game is. But you can, but you can tell, like when he he talked about Garrett Bowles. Mm -hmm. That guy's not even playing, but he, but he took the time to to stand up for me. Yeah, I, and you could, you could tell there was he got a little, got a little emotional there, and that's, that's, that's good. That's good to hear. Good to see. All right, seven forty six. Speaking of one Russell Wilson, you'll hear from him coming up in just a moment. So. According to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, Broncos have reached out to Jim Harbaugh. If you have some thoughts on that today, also yesterday's loss to the Chiefs. Now 15 straight games the Broncos have lost to Kansas City. Longest losing streak to one team in franchise history. So we'll uh, dive into that a little bit uh, later on. Don't forget, next hour, I'll have the number game as well. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Mahomes will bring McKinnon, the running back, back to his left. Three to the right, single receiver left. Blitz on the way, it's picked up. Mahomes steps out of pressure, rolls to his left, throws a ball. That is intercepted in the end zone. That is Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons with an interception in the end zone. That is his sixth interception of the season. And the Broncos' defense, with a huge play, keeps Kansas City from a score. Timeout on the field, 7.51 left, second quarter. Kansas City, 6, Denver, 3, and the Broncos have a first and 10 on their 20-yard line after Justin Simmons with the interception of Patrick Mahomes. All right, Dave Logan, 850-KOA. Dave got a little squeaky there for a moment. Got a little excited about that. As uh, Justin Simmons comes up with the pick. Of uh, Patrick Mahomes, so Mahomes still threw for over 300 yards and had three touchdowns yesterday to lead the Chiefs to the victory. After the game, his opposite, Russell Wilson, talked with Logan and 850K away. Tough game for sure. I thought you guys, honestly, on both sides of the ball, all three phases of the game came out and acquitted yourself well. I know that this is a game of wins and losses, and that's what matters in the NFL. 
But after last week and everything that's happened to the team this week, what did you think of sort of the play of your team today? Well, I thought all three phases, we battled and played our, some of our best football today. Um, obviously, uh, it hurts not to win. We felt like we, you know, we, we could have won that game. There was, you know, um, you know, great moments. I mean, just how much the defense battled and made some unbelievable plays. Justin Simmons getting that pick and, um, you know, Alex Singo knocking that ball out. And then I thought the offensive line really battled throughout the whole game. And this, it's a star-sided defensive line. And I thought our guys did a really good job of, you know, giving me time when they could. And then um, and also, you know, uh, throughout the game. And then also, you know, through the run game, we made some great plays. And, you know, obviously we ran that one in. I ran that one in to the left, or, you know, off the turnover. That was really big. A great call by Coach Alton. And then, you know, we had the other run in too. And then I thought Albert O going down the middle uh, against that too high look was really good by him. So there's just, um, you know, it was a it was a great game that we, we, we felt like we gave it all our, our all. And I think just to be honest with you, everything we've gone through this season, um, obviously with the change of everything this week, I thought Jerry uh, did a great job of, you know, really leading us uh, as men um, and really um, pushing us as men to be our best and, and challenge us every day. And we didn't give up. I mean, all the way to the last play of the game and we just battled and, um, you know, so, but you know, what we were talking about in the locker room is when we get everybody healthy, we were, we were just talking about us, us players that when we get everybody healthy again and get, you know, all our guys back from Tim Patrick to Javante Williams to, to, you know, all of our guys to bowls and so much more, um, to the guys on defense. I mean, we didn't even have our, you know, um, you know, Randy Gregory rushing off the edge or anything like that. When we, you know, that, that chiefs team is going to be really special, uh, for the, for the playoffs probably, you know, they got, you know, got a great team and uh, great coaching and all that. And um, we know who we are and what we're capable of, and we showed that today, even though we didn't get to win. And we feel like, you know, when we get to come back um, after this tough season of everything that's happened, uh, we know who we are and where we're going to go. And um, it's really important to us to be able to show that today. And we almost felt like we would have won, should have won that game. Yeah, I'll get you out of here on this. You mentioned Albert Aguayman on. This is a guy that had seven catches coming into the game, five of those we're in the opener in Seattle. Then he'd been inactive the last seven games. Uh, were, you, were you surprised at all with sort of not how he played today, but how much he was utilized today? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously Dolch is going down. Dolch has had such a great season, him having the hamstring and going on IR. You know, it, you know, Alberto had to step up. Obviously, Sabi had to step up. ET's been stepping up all year. Um, so AO's have done a really good job of just battling, you know, and just working – you know, you know, anytime you're an athlete, you want to be out there and playing as much as you can. And I think that he did a really good job all week, really getting mentally prepared. And, you know, he had a lot of great plays. You know, there's a couple here and there. But, I mean, he just – he was so locked in and uh, dedicated to, to being great this week. And I'm, I'm so proud of him, man. What a great teammate. Um, and, uh, you know, it felt great for him to get that touchdown down the middle. No doubt. Russell, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. All right, Dave Logan with Russell Wilson after yesterday's loss in Kansas City. So the Broncos now they franchise worst fifteen game losing streak to Kansas City. Started November fifteenth of twenty fifteen and continued into twenty twenty three with yesterday's loss. But here's some good news. It's not we're close to it's not well, it's not real close to the record just yet. Do you know what the record losing streak to one team is? It's, no, it's, it's not an active streak. I think it's like 18? 18? 18. 18 would be second to this. 
and that and that would be Detroit, Washington, 18 games, December 15th, 1968 to November 9th of 1997. The Detroit lost to Washington. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't know then. Buffalo, Miami. Oh. The Bills lost to the Dolphins 20 straight games from October 18th, 1970 to October 14th, 1979. And that is your Ooh. record. Denver still five games away from that with the Chiefs. All right, hour two coming up.